So I've entitled my message this morning, Food for Thought. Food for Thought. You heard that statement? You've heard that saying before? Food for Thought. Something that you hear or you're, you're, you know, it might be on TV, it might be somewhere, or someone might say to you, oh, that's food for thought. What that means is that it's something that you've heard that requires a moment of contemplation, of thought behind whatever you've heard. Now, food's a funny thing. Uh, some of us, uh, you know, might look like we eat too much. Some of us might look like we don't eat enough. Some of us might look like we eat healthy. Some of us might look like we don't. Food's a very important thing. And so is food for the brain or the mind. And this morning, um, I want to give you some food for your mind or, or, or food for thought that I believe God wants to touch you with. Um, it's kind of like a little bit of a... Um, uh, I think of the word smorgasbord, but what do we call it here? Buffet. So a bit of a buffet this morning. A buffet is something that there's a bit of, quite a bit of food, but you've got to be, you know, you can take what you like from it. Do you understand what I mean? Um, hallelujah. So, food for thought. We've been looking at um, uh, Isaiah, a scripture in Isaiah. I've been preaching around the place a bit too, so um, I get a bit confused where I've said what, but that's all good. Um, Isaiah 43, verse 18 to 19 says, in the NIV, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So here's this thing about God's trying to communicate something. He's trying to get people to understand something. He's like, mate, I've got this path forward, but the way for you to go forward is you've got to deal with the past and you've got to move from the past in order to reach your future. And also there's a need for you to perceive or understand this is a new thing. Perception is so important. Perception is connected to how you think. Perception, which I'll get to shortly, is incredibly important. You can have perception that will trap you, or you can have perception uh, enabling you to establish through food for thought, through contemplation, that will help you walk through challenges and leave the past behind. It's really, really important. Uh, we've looked at I'll use the children of Israel as an example. So the children of Israel, uh, when they had um, lived in the desert 40 years, uh, had to leave some stuff behind in order to move to the future. And there's a whole bunch of stuff they had to leave behind. And I think some of you here this morning are, and it's difficult for me because I know, you know, um, about situations in people's lives, but I do know that there is a sense that God wants to move some people forward this morning. And maybe the fact that you're kind of, how do I move forward, that I believe God's going to give you some instructions this morning, and part of that is you're going to choose some stuff you've got to leave behind. Amen? So the children of Israel, in order to move forward, they had to leave behind uh, the cloud by day and the fire by night. God had uh, led them for 40 years by a cloud 
uh, that appeared during the day and at night there was a pillar of fire and they would just follow that cloud or follow that that pillar of fire at night and that's where they knew to go. But to go to the promised land, that was going to cease. They had to leave that behind. Um, They had been fed uh, manna and quail for 40 years. So, you know, kind of God's provision had been rich and bountiful. Although imagine eating the same two things for 40 years. Uh, Even if it might have been tasty, you'd be feeling like, you know, mate, I just wish I could have a Big Mac. I don't know, whatever, you know. So they had to leave that behind. Um, their clothes and their sandals never wore out, but when they, were about, when they crossed that river, no longer would there be shoes that never wore out or sandals that never wore out. Their clothes, they're going to have to change their fashion, had to change how they were going to dress kind of thing. Change. And the other aspect that they had to leave behind was... Um, the leadership of Moses, because Joshua was taking over because Moses was dead. So there's a whole lot of change that they needed to embrace to leave the wilderness in order to get to the promised land. And that's a principle in the scripture. Um, And there's one other thing that they had to leave behind that I mentioned in my Thursday thoughts. They had to leave behind thinking like a grasshopper. They had to leave behind the thought patterns of the previous generation, because the previous generation, when they were had the opportunity, g'day Josh, good to see you coming to church, give Josh a hand, I think that's good. Better late than never. Um, I was here earlier. Oh, good on you, Josh. What do I know? Anyway, um, I might cut my hair like you too, Josh, actually. I like that style. Anyway, the previous generation could not enter into the promised land because when they saw the giants in the promised land, they were overwhelmed with the view of how big the giants were and and they were underwhelmed or they failed to see that their God was going to be with them and they were going to be able to take this land. Instead, they saw their problems as being bigger than the promise that God had given them and their view of the God who was going to be able to do that. See, that's kind of grasshopper thinking. You know, we can all have grasshopper thinking. We can all at times in life have these things that will happen around us and they can seem real big. And we might have a sense that, you know, there's a future in front of me, but then there are these obstacles that seem to get in the way that can be overwhelming. And instead of your focus being on whatever promise God has given you, whatever thought you think your future has, you get overwhelmed by the view of the problem and it holds you back. You understand? So that's kind of grasshopper thinking. So they had to leave that kind of thinking behind this new generation had to let go of the past generation's thinking in order to get into the promised land. Grasshopper thinking. It says in Numbers uh, chapter 13:33. there, we also saw uh, the Nephilim, uh, the sons of Anak, and uh, are part of the Nephilim, and we became like grasshoppers in our own eyes. So we were in their sight. So think about this. They'd seen the promised land, 
Then they saw the giants and there was a transformation that took place. You see, they were people who were the, 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 the 12 spies that went in. Ten of them knew and had seen the wonderful promise of God and were excited by it. But there was a transformation that took place the moment they saw the giants. And you see, that's what happens in life and that's what grasshoppers do. It's they are transformed by the problem instead of transformed by the God who was able to bring out that answer for them. And Christians are not meant to be people who are grasshoppers, friends. And people who are Christians who obtain their future are people who can see beyond the grasshopper. Are you with me? You all look like you're, yeah. Give me an amen. Even an even better amen. You're getting there. Leaving behind grasshopper thinking. The other aspect of the grasshopper thinking was it affected how they saw themselves. And you see, what happened was the giant projected his power on the view they had of themselves. And instead of seeing themselves as people who were able to conquer, they, they were transformed into feeling weak and powerless and inf- insignificant. Weak, powerless, and insignificant. And, you know, on my journey of life, I have had moments, and some of those moments have been protracted to be more than moments where I have been overwhelmed by things and felt weak, small, and insignificant. But of course, I'm the only one. No. And you see, that is not where you're meant to stay. Now, it's funny. I was talking to someone this morning when they were asking me about what I was speaking about, and they mentioned an area of a thing called hurt. Hurt is a result of a wound or a, a relationship or, or something that gets past the shield, uh, past the veneer of who we are and gets inside of us and it affects the heart of who we are. And hurt can be so overwhelming and so overpowering that in fact many days and months and years after that hurt, it still resides and the pain still exists. And you see that hurt becomes a giant or an obstacle to moving forward. Broken relationships can be hard. But I want to tell you this morning, do not be trapped by your hurt. Do not be trapped by the past betrayals or whatever. Lift your eyes up and understand that God has a path forward for you. Do you understand? God does not leave us in that place But until we see that or believe that, we will be trapped by that often. Can I have a quiet amen? Self-image. Feeling small, feeling weak, feeling like insignificant. God never designed us to be grasshoppers or have grasshopper thinking. Now let's go back to the Isaiah scripture. 
Because I want to show you something I believe God wants to say. Now in that Isaiah scripture, it says, okay, forget the former things, Isaiah 43, 18 through to 9. It says, forget the former things, forget the past, forget the broken stuff that happened to you, forget the betrayal, forget, you know, the injustice of whatever that was. Forget your failings. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up, then it says this, do you not perceive it? You see, perception is what we do when we're trying to work out a series of events and your brain will process it in a particular way. But perception must have an intersection with the Spirit of God and the power of God. Hallelujah. Perception is where the brain, the mind processes stuff. And giants will interfere with true perception. Giants will cause you to perceive yourself the way God does not. That's why in the scripture, Isaiah is trying to get the children of Israel to perceive, to see there is new coming. That the past is the past. And God has a future. Hallelujah. Perception. Perception is to become aware or conscious of something, to come to realize or understand, to discern, to become cognizant of whatever that thing is. See, it's about the mind. It's about the mind understanding that there is a future. It's about the mind releasing the past and seeing and believing that the God of heaven and earth has a path forward where it is new and it is good. Hallelujah. Can I have a loud amen? Amen. Perception is so important. Do you know there are people who perceive a reality that is not true, but it becomes their reality? You know, we all, others around can see that they are, um, uh, what is the word? There's a word for it, um, delusional. But their delusion is their reality. And see, the devil wants you to be delusional and make a reality that is not God's be your reality, and that's how you see life. That's quite, that's quite smart. I thought of that. Do you understand what I'm saying? We have a devil that lies and wants you to become delusional and think that God doesn't care, that God's not on your side, that there is no way forward, and this is it. That is a lie, and that is delusional thinking, but if you believe it, that will be your reality. Thinking affected by past experience. See, God was trying to say to them something. Isaiah the prophet was prophesying on behalf of God. And he was saying this, I am, uh, he says this, see, I am doing a new thing. See it, perceive it, open your eyes. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. 
You see, God has a path forward for your life. God has a path that will come to you in your, in your um, desert and your wasteland that will lead you into the new thing that he has for your life. But if you do not look and perceive it, if you don't see the signpost, because you've got to see the signpost, new blessing life. So you can follow. You with me? Hallelujah. You know what amen means? Sorry? Let it be. We agree. Why do I want you to say amen all the time? Because, man, I'm just this religious kook who likes amen, and it's just such a nice religious word. No, amen says, we get it, we agree. You get me? Woo, Jan got it. I just wish my wife would say that every day. Amen, Keith. Joke. Yes, amen. Now, I've got 10 more minutes. Now I want you to shift backwards to another scripture. And it's Isaiah again, and he's trying to talk to Israel, because Israel aren't hearing, and, 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 and he's trying to get to them about a problem with grasshopper thinking. He's trying to get to them, to get them to see that what they're saying out of their mouth and what they're thinking in their head is actually wrong. And their perception needs adjustment. So Isaiah chapter 40, verse 27 through to 31. And he's asking them some stuff and see, Isaiah 40 is all about, man, God's going to do this and this and this. But there's a stumbling block. There's a giant And he says this in verse 27. Why do you say, O Jacob, O speak, O Israel, my way is hidden from the Lord and my just claim is passed over by God? Verse 28. Have you not known? Have you not heard the everlasting God, the Lord the creator of the ends of the earth, neither faints nor is weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the weak and to those who have no might, he increases strength. Because here's the thing, the past, being trapped, emotional hurt, relationship breakdown, sucks the life out. It sucks the life out of you, and that's why you feel weak. That's why you feel powerless. But Isaiah's trying to tell Israel, stop feeling so weak. Don't you know who can make you strong? He gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary. And young men shall utterly fall. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up 
with wings like eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. Where? To their future. To the path of God's wonder of life. Amen. He says this, because there was a problem with what was coming out of the mouth. Why do you say, Jacob, and speak, O Israel, why is my way hidden from the Lord? I've got to tell you, that is what a grasshopper thinks. A grasshopper thinks God is not aware of the strife and problems in their life. They think that God can't see because the giant or the problem is so big. God sees everything. And God does not see to judge you. God sees to help you move forward. Do you understand? See, perception. Perception when you are under whatever your giant is, is your perception becomes poisoned and toxic and you forget that the God of heaven is on your side. You forget that he sees your trouble and strife and that he even sees the injustice. And he wants to do something about it. Wrong perception. God does see. Then he says this. 28, drink of water. Verse 28, have you not known? Haven't you heard? Is there something in your ears that's blocking it? The everlasting God, the Lord, the creator, and he goes on. You see, what you see and what you hear is what you feed your mind and that is where your perception will come from. Do you understand? And you see, when you fail to see the God of heaven trying to lead you forward, when you fail to hear his voice calling you forward, your perception will not have what you need to move forward. And there is a liar and a thief. See, it's what you feed. It's what you feed your brain. It's what you feed your mind. Because as a man thinks, he will become. You see, if you want to poison your body, just eat Big Macs. If you want to really poison it, no, I won't say that. You see, it is so important. That's why you've got to shift your gaze from what happened in the past. That's why you've got to shift your gaze from your present wasteland, from your present desert. And you've got to shift it and start listening and start hearing and start believing the promise. Amen? 
And you've got to learn the toxicity of the things from the past that are trying to hold you back. Because it is toxic. Ever heard of a superfood? It's the curries I make. No. <laughs> You're like, whoop, whoop. A superfood is something that scientists have discovered contains every amazing compound that will feed your body and make it strong. Hence the name superfood. I would include my curry in that, but, you know. <clears throat> Why did I say that? I've forgotten. <laughs> Note what it says in verse 31, and I'll, <clears throat> I'll finish with this. Remember, read what we've read. <clears throat> <coughs> oh, Lord. But those who, see, here's all the trouble. He's saying, haven't you heard? Haven't you seen? Bonehead, stop saying this. This is what he can do to you. And then he gives you a tool or a means. But those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. You see, <clears throat> when you are under pressure, when you're in a desert and everything's overwhelming, or when you're trying to walk through the past and the hurt, it can be so overwhelming that you negate your time with him. Because you just don't have it. But you see, here's the thing. When you wait on God or when you are with him and you spend time with him, you enter the presence of God. You enter into the realm where power, anointing, and food for your soul exists. Jesus described himself as the bread of life. You see, the bread of life is the ultimate super food. The bread of life is the food that the brain and the mind has been designed by God to feed on in order to live the amazing path that God has. God, I'm getting, I'm getting excited. but those who wait. And it might be by the skin of your teeth. It might be that you can't say nothing, but your heart. God, I need you. You with me? We had a challenge in regards to our family while we were away. We had a challenge in our family that has been a giant in the past. We had a challenge in our family that has been overwhelming for us. But while I was away, for me and Pekka, let's go to him. And here's the thing that I'm so thankful for. 
that my children spent a night together in prayer waiting on him. And I've got to tell you, there was a transformation that took place. Because the giant is still trying to be a giant. But we fed on the power and strength of heaven. You with me? Friend, you don't have to try to be religious. You don't have to try to be super Christian. What you need to do is someone who is willing to bend their knee, just bend it to him and spend time with him. And man, he will make a way forward for you. He will lead you out of the wilderness. He will take you from the desert. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And we like you so much that we're going to have some worship. And worship is the space where we as a church and we as individuals just wait, wait for him, wait on him. Amen. 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 Can I have a loud amen? Amen.